I want us to continue to look at the word that we've been looking at today, I mean these past few weeks rather, the necessity of knowing him. I want to finish hopefully today looking at this and it's such a crucial word purely because this is the anchor of which we actually will be able to stand the test of time. Having your relationship intact and having your focus on your relationship with the Lord, everything out of it will come. Success, victory, blessings, because you're anchored in the life of God. It's just like how that speaker is plugged in. And from that speaker, that speaker is able to operate purely because the electricity is able to empower it. And it's the same thing with our walk. We, when we start to give focus and we give daily attention, notice I use the word daily because it's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just a one day thing. It's not just an anniversary thing. You know, by the grace of God, many of us have been, having, been able to have birthdays and celebrations and anniversaries. It's not just that one day. But it's an everyday affair where we focus on our communion and being honest before the Lord. You see, because David said this, said this. He says, Lord, if you marked my transgressions, who would stand? And so with that, we have to constantly bring, present our hearts before the Lord. We have to consistently, momentarily, deliberately, consistently have the Lord examine our heart to see if there's any wicked way in us. Because you see, this thing is not, it's not for us. It's not just for us. It's, in fact, it's not for us. This walk, it's for having, it's not just for, it's us having a deliberate relationship with him so that we can actually fulfill the will and the purpose that he's set for us to do. So we started this journey a few weeks ago and we said that in order for us to actually fulfill and do, uh, do life, we need to have a, and to stand strong, it's important that we consistently um, have our devotion, no time of the Lord. And if we want to, in, and in knowing the Lord, we're able to do great exploits for him. And we said that God has given us many books of the Bible, 66 books, that we can actually learn about him and learn about his character and learn about his ways and learn about the things that really touches his heart. We understood that from the book of John chapter 3, the gospel of John chapter 3, how there was a gentleman by the name of Nicodemus who was a religious leader who was well versed in the Bible, who wanted a deeper experience and he wanted an encounter and Jesus told him that he needed to be born again and he 
being, he got some understanding from the Lord that being born again wasn't entering the, the second time into his mother's womb, but it was actually being born of the water and of the spirit. And Nicodemus, um, we, we mentioned that he was, he got involved in the part of the burial process of Jesus. So, you know, he had some, some kind of encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we understood that when it comes to um, our walk, it's not a microwave thing. It's something where we have to take time. We have to be deliberate. It's just like in our marriages. We have to take time deliberately. Maybe some of you have like a date night, you know, and you, you know, have some time together. And then you, you know, share. And maybe, you know, the, the husband will bring out the roses and say, here you go. <laughs> you know, I had to do that the other, the other time. It was um, our anniversary. I had to bring out some roses. It's not, you don't bring out all the time, otherwise it gets a bit, you know, like, oh boy, not that again. But my point is, you have to be deliberate in your relationship. Because if we're not, if we don't take that time to say, you know what, Lord, I need to get to know you. And I need to respond to the things that you are needing me to do. Because God doesn't need to change. It's us. We need to change. So we need to put ourselves in a position so that we can be exposed constantly. The scripture says in the book of Corinthians that as we look into the mirror, and the mirror is talking about the word of God, we're changed from glory to glory. We're moved. You see, there's, there's something that happens to us when we expose ourselves to the word. This is why it's so important that, you know, when, you know, when we gather like this, because... You know, there's, there's a grace that comes upon this congregation so that we can actually feed off the word of God. And God begins to change our hearts. He begins to speak and move because we're taking the time out to hear from him. It's just like the children of Israel. When Moses came, they all gathered round because they wanted to hear from what, what the Lord is saying. And the Lord is speaking today. I believe in wanting to have us focus solely on our relationship as much as we can. Just as we give focus, we give a lot of focus to many things in life. We give focus to our jobs. We give focus to you know, making sure we eat. Because if we don't eat, they drop, drop down. And <laughs> right? I mean, we give focus to so many, we, we wash ourselves. We make sure that we have time to make sure that we are prepared in order to face the world. But we need to prepare ourselves spiritually. And we prepare ourselves spiritually in getting to know him, in focusing on him, in locking in on him. We also said that if we, you know, when we're deliberate in doing this, what happens is we will start to see growth and stature and we'll start to develop as we ought to. And we use the, the illustration of, and I, I mentioned it last time, of when somebody is, wants to become like a, a bodybuilder and they want to be re really muscular or they want to lose weight. They're deliberate in doing certain things. I know, for example, I've got a few friends that right now they want to start, stop using 
having too much sugar, stop having chocolate and all this kind of stuff. So they've stopped all of that. And I'm telling you that there's been a difference. They've, their stomach's gone right down because they're deliberate. So when they go to see all those chocolates, you know, in, in, the, in the canteen, whatever, they don't go and help themselves because they want, they're deliberate. They want to see a change in that. And it's the same thing with our walk. When we de we're deliberate, we're focusing, we're exposing ourselves before him. You know, those, because listen, I, look, at times, let's be very honest here. It's not easy being in the presence of the Lord. It's, it's sometimes you get, you get bored. Uh, that, many a times that happens to me. Sometimes you just sit there, think, oh boy, Lord, here we go. <laughs> but you know you have to do it because the flesh, the Bible says the flesh is willing, but the spirit is weak. And we constantly, when we do this, when we're honest before the Lord, we say, Lord, I feel like this. I don't really want to do it. I know I should do it, but it's the right thing. I'm just going to come into your presence. I'm going to come and expose myself. Lord, also, do you know my attitude towards this person was out of order, you know? Lord, can, can you just help me to change this? Because I don't want to be fleshy. And I want to be in line with your word. But I don't. And I don't want to go and say sorry to them, but Lord, help me to go and say sorry. Because it's the right thing to do. It's the honorable thing to do. And the Lord will be pleased with that because we're being honest. And this is what we're talking about. And then we mentioned about Paul. Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle who did so many magnificent things was exposed to the revelation and the light and the glory of God. And so it got to a point where when he was bringing the, the Christians all chained, that the Bible says how a light came. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he had that revelation. God touched him. From that life, that day, his life was changed. And then we know that how he was persecuted, he was beaten he was whipped throughout his life and then he got to a point and a stage of his life where he says over oh, I may may know him the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of, of his sufferings being conformed to his death by 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 any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead what he was saying was look it's, it's not it's not just the the glory parts but it's those those times when I'm being persecuted for Christ that I may know that part as well. We may, we, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to know those glory parts. It's, it's nice. But we have to also go through those tough times so that we can get to know him. Because there was a moment in Paul's life when he had a fawn in his flesh and he had to understand God's grace is sufficient. He says, Lord, remove this. No, he said, no, I'm not going to remove this. Because you need to understand, you can't do life without me. You need me every step of the way. And which is why we need to home in on our walk. 
all the time. You know, one of the things that I find that helps me, I try just, just to try find different things, just to try learn different things about other people, what they do to try to develop and to grow and to feed. And you, you just got to just try all kinds of things because you can't just do be a one-trick pony all the time, you know. You've got to do all kinds, you've got to do whatever it takes to make sure that you are focusing. One of the things I feel that is really good and really vital is being open and exposed to your brother and your sister. I think that's a magnificent thing because what happens is there, you're being open and you're being transparent and vulnerable. The Bible says that confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. So then when you're doing that, then the Lord is able to use that person to speak to you and encourage you. Then we looked at reasons why we must know the Lord. So we said that this, this is what Christianity is all about. We said that in the book of um, John chapter 17, verse 1 to 4. And just read in verse 4. And this is life eternal, that we may know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. It's about knowing him. It's about knowing him. It's about knowing him. It's not about going to church, even though church is part of the, the process in terms of development and growth and maturity and, and, and developing as an individual. We also said that um, we, will, we, don't, we, will, we will walk in a religious experience with God of the Bible if we're not filled with the life of God. So we don't want no religiosity. It's another reason why it's important to develop a walk with the Lord. We also said, so that we can stand strong in the days ahead. And then number four, we also said, so we would know his ways rather than his acts. Many people know his acts. Many people experience God's power. Many people don't really know his ways. And knowing his ways is crucial because knowing his ways is knowing his characters, knowing his, what, what are the things that makes God tick? Because one of the things that is crucial to his ways is his, the fear of God. We won't do something if we fear God. We won't, do, uh, we won't dishonor him. We won't displease him because we, want, we don't to, um, grieve the Holy Spirit. And grieving the Holy Spirit is not, not, not the way because the Holy Spirit can start to draw back. We then also said, so we was moving on to the area of, let's look at the seven things that will help us to know him. And we mentioned the first thing was this, the word of, of God, the word of God. And we said that how all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and makes us to realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do the right thing. We mentioned that first thing, how the word of God is crucial 
It's vital. Then we jumped on to um, just giving how David responded about, you know, the, the census, etc. He wasn't meant to, he, he, he felt like, when, when I say census, he was to count everybody. Uh, but the Lord allowed it to happen. But then basically he repented afterwards. But my point is there that his heart was wanting to do the right thing. He'd done, he done something wrong. He got back in line with the Lord. And there's several experiences where the Lord actually, where he, when he'd done something wrong, he was quick to get back into alignment. He wasn't um, prideful enough to stay in his position even though he was king. He'd done what was right. So we spoke about that. And we also spoke about why, uh, about the different names of God. And we said there's different dimensions. We said that every single time we mention a name of God, it's bringing out a dimension of God. And how God's power is released from when we mention the names of God. So we mentioned about how Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is our banner. And we were saying about how the children of Israel was holding up, uh, rather Moses was holding up the, the rod and how they obtained victory against the Amalekites because, and that was, that's how that name came about, but Jehovah Nissi. And then so we, we also had the Jehovah Jireh. So we, we mentioned that whatever situation that you are facing, where you need God to move in your scenario, that when you mentioned his name by faith, it will release the power of God as you activate it in faith. You may not feel anything, but it's not about feeling. It's about speaking. The Bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So as we continue to speak, and as we continue to declare, we'll experience what God wants us to have. So we mentioned the names of the Lord. We mentioned how he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He, he's the first and the last. He knows everything about us. We also mentioned about asking the Lord to teach us his ways. Asking the Lord to teach us his ways. Because, you know, David, he prayed that prayer. In Psalm 86, verse 11, he said, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I'll walk in your truth. Unite my heart that I will fear your name. David recognized that the thing that is really precious to him is when we fear him, when we reverence him. Not when we're terrified about the Lord, but we reverence and we want to do precisely what he is saying in his word. We're holding on to his word. We're loving one another. We're respecting one another. We're watching out for each other. We're doing what he 
wants us to do. We also mentioned, number four, we know God through Jesus. Because Jesus says that I am, the, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father through me. It's really important that when we expose ourselves before the Lord that there is consistently transparency before him. Really is. Because he can see everything. There's no point in hiding, you know. He is the one that has made us and, and, and can transform us. So the best thing to do, just be honest before him. So number five, so moving on to number five, this is what we've got for today. So the thing that I've got here is grow as a worshiper. Allow your life to be worship. Allow your life to be an example of worship before the Lord. It's not just as we all know, as we come here to lift our hands, sing a song, but it's like our lives, it's like it honors God. It pleases Him. There's a fragrance that comes from your life because you're pleasing the Lord. In how, when people do you wrong, you don't retaliate. That in itself is honoring before the Lord. That is like a fragrance before the Lord. When people cheat you, and steal from you. You're not coming to take some accident. No, 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 no. You're allowing your life to be a fragrance before the Lord. Say, listen, I forgive you. You shouldn't have done what you've done. I forgive you what you So those kind of things, the Bible says, it will bring coals of fire upon that person's head, even when they would have been doing wrong to you. Another thing that I believe that is really important for us to be growing as in, in our walk of the Lord is to be actively engaged in the church, in coming together to be united, actively engaged. You see, when we're, when we're doing life like this, because it's, not, it's, it's, it's good to pray, but when we're actually actively involved, you're being like, just like what Jesus was doing. He says, shouldn't I be about my father's business? Shouldn't I be doing something in his kingdom? And that is God's heart. When you're actively involved, you're involved in doing whatever it is, whatever God has endowed you with. Because many of us have got gifts. Many of us have got different things that we can do to help to be active, to be involved. Some will say, I haven't got much. Listen, just, just bring whatever you have. There's always something that we can do to be active, to be a blessing. We thank God for online and, you know, 
where possible, you know, we should always come. Because I know it's not always possible. You might not be ill or something, or you might have to go with your child somewhere. But where possible, come, be active. Do what you can to contribute to his house. Because this is all part of knowing him. Because, you see, when you start, you notice something, right? When you start to interact with people, that's when, that's when the rubber meets the road. You get to, what, what, I tell you, one of the wonderful departments I love was um, ushering. You start to interact. You know, like when you have to, in, you tell people, come and sit here. No, I don't want to sit here. I want to sit here. So, what the, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to tell This is all part, all part of the lovely experience of getting to be and know the Lord. Because you see, how you treat others and how you treat the Lord and how you're going to treat others, etc., etc. So it's all part of it. So be active. Do your best to be active in God's house. And in doing that, you see, God won't forget your labor of reward. God will reward you, see, because you see, there's going to be a day of reward for all of the labor. And sometimes, you know, for those of you who are really active, it gets, it gets tiring. After a while, I think, oh, sir, Lord, Sunday morning, lifting the big speaker, boom, and drop it down, put the, the, the wire up. Listen, God won't forget your labor. God won't forget your labor. He will reward you for your labor. And God's not a man that he will lie. And in connection with that, I want to say that we are to also use our gifts you see, you must be saying, what is all this to do with knowing? Hey, this is a lot to do with know, about knowing the Lord, you know. Because it's on his heart. It's on his heart. Because when you're actually getting to know the Lord, you're wanting to do things that are going to please him. You're wanting to do things that is going to actually contribute to his kingdom. Advancing. Because anything that's on his heart should be on our heart and we're focusing on that so another thing is this use your gifts everybody say gifts all of us here have gifts those on you online you have gifts and those gifts are to be used for the body not just for the secular it's good for the secular because you know you you get your pay and stuff like that but more so for the house of the Lord. We're to use what God has given to us to be a blessing, to help. Because look, there's certain things, that is it? there's expertise I, I don't have when it comes to mechanic. I, I don't even go near that. I just come to my brother Peter. I say, hey, Peter, please, can you help me? That is it. Because we need each other's expertise to move forward we can't look if, if i need to get some do some de, some serious diy stuff and i'm not talking about this fixing a little little tap i'm coming to nick to give some advice and nick show me what to do tell me what where to go how to fix this thing well could you come and do it but he's, he's, yeah he's a busy man so i don't know 
<laughs> so he's in demand. My, my point is, my point is, we all need to bring the expertise that God has given to us to help his house. When it comes to accounting, I'm not going to be trying to this. I can go, I can go to Google, it's good. I'll, I'll come and maybe have a chat with Ozzy to come and get some tips because he's done some big ACCA, big course, man. And he's got loads of expertise. Do you see? So when we all come, we're showing unity. We're showing that, listen, we're a family. And we need to work together to advance his kingdom so that we can push forward the agenda of Christ. And this will all contribute in getting to know him because it, bring, it fosters unity. It fosters something whereby it helps us to direct everything towards him. So what is it that you are really passionate about in contributing and bringing? This is a question. And what skills could you bring to his house? When I was... Um, one of the things that we always try and do in our house, and I'm sure many of you do it as well, we get our boys, our children to do chores. We all have to do chores. You know, like you're growing up, man. You have to do the hoovering. <laughs> or you have to do the washing the dishes. I was speaking to my wife and she was saying that when she was growing up, when she didn't have no, I think she does. Her mom didn't let her use the hoover. She had to get the dustpan and brush and sweep. So it's just proper <laughs> hand like. <laughs> I don't know if it was the whole house, but it was. Anyway, it's hard work. And it's, it's like that in God's house where we all come together and we bring what God has given to us to be a blessing. And then it's funny, as we go through that process, we'll interact with, with each other. We'll get to see different things about each other that we didn't know. And then you can get someone to say, hey, you, I've noticed this about you, no? You say, really? This, this thing's a bit weird. It's, it's a bit, you need to kind of, you know, address that area because if you don't, you know, you might go off. That's, you know, that's the Lord speaking to you, you know? Some, sometimes we think, no, nah, it has to be... An angel has to come and speak to me. No, it has to be the word of God. Oh, no, 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 no. God uses so many different things. So this is why I say that these things, it's all connected. It's all part of the bigger picture. It's not just a one-trip pony where we can say, yes, let me get to know the Lord and be my little cupboard. No. It's, it amalgamates to so many different things. And when we bring all these things together, God is able to breathe upon all those kind of things so that he can then start to move upon our hearts more, change us more, 
so that we can get to know him so that we can be a blessing because you know when we really get to know him a whole lot more we'll be able to actually help the world out there because the other thing I was I was look um this hearing just being reminded of there is so much occultism in the schools so much occultism out there you go into a bookstore you open you go to you see the occult blatant right there in front of your face learn the occult we need to be able to help these people but if we don't know our god and we we won't be strong we won't be able to do exploits but i'm saying all this to say look as we embrace what he is saying in terms of all that i may know him and the power of his resurrection but we make deliberate steps in saying father help me to know you and then putting our face in front of our brother and our sister and certain things and just allow it to listen this is what's going on here you know because i've i'll need i need some <laughs> i need some prayers with you i need you to just speak into this area of my life we're being vulnerable and open that way god is able to do his work we're allowing him I want us to just bow our heads for a moment. I want us to pray. And I want us just to just lift our voices before the Lord and however the Lord has spoken to you, I want to encourage you to just respond to him in the way that he has spoken to you and just say father please help me whether it's um you know bringing your gift or whether it's being vulnerable before someone whether it's saying lord please help me to become stronger in you because i feel weak Whatever it is, Father, I just come before you today and I pray for your people. I pray you will strengthen each one. Pray that you will help each one where we are at father forgive us father where we've gone wrong and i pray that you will continue to touch and help and assist your people lord lord help us to get to know you better help us to um, really expose ourselves to you more your word and to each other so that we can grow and develop in the way that you need us to i pray father that anyone who feels really discouraged father i pray that you will lift them up today in their walk 
lift them up, strengthen them, Father. Whatever circumstance is taking place, Lord, in one's life, I'm praying that you will touch, that you will move in their circumstance. Father, whether it's someone needing your touch of healing or someone needing a financial breakthrough, Father, I pray that you will intervene. In the name of Jesus, I commit your people into your hands. Father, those, Father, who are going through different, um, who have lost loved ones, move upon their hearts. Encourage them and strengthen them. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, those ones, Lord, who are in need of jobs, help them. Intervene for them. Bring a solution and an answer for them. Cause your favor to go before them. And Lord, we thank you that you will bring the answer. Today, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.